Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by my co-host who spent his best years locked away in the highest room of the tallest tower, Jason. 100% fact. Absolutely. Welcome to uh, Rewind and Review, uh, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? This episode of Rewind and Review will look at a computer animated comedy movie that parodied fairy tale adaptions, particularly animated Disney films. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably, this movie turns 20 years old this year, in the year of our Lord and Saviour, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely based on the 1990 fairy tale picture book of the same name by William Stieg, uh, this movie, uh, which we are certain everyone has watched, uh, taught us that ogres have layers, donkey, a donkey can be a noble steed, uh, the address of the Muffin Man, and sometimes things are more than they appear. So grab your torches and pitchforks as we <laughs> revisit the swamp where it all began, as we rewind to the year 2001. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. Back in 2001, computer animated film was limited to films such as Disney Pixar's Monsters, Inc., Nickelodeon's Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, Sony Pictures' Final Fantasy, 20th Century Fox's Barbie in the Nutcracker, and something called Hubert's Brain. Oh, and of course, DreamWorks feature about a lovable ogre who just wants to be left alone. Shrek. Oh, I feel you, buddy. Uh, directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen in their directorial uh, debuts. Shrek stars the voice talents of Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow, amongst many others. Uh, although we're certain you uh, have seen this, uh, be warned that if you haven't seen Shrek for whatever reason, go watch it first before listening, uh, because we are going to be talking spoilers. Once upon a time, in a faraway swamp, there lived an ogre named Shrek voiced by Mike Myers, whose precious solitude is suddenly shattered by an invasion of annoying fairy tale characters. They're all banished from their kingdom by the evil Lord Farquaad, played by John Lithgow. Shrek makes a deal with Farquaad to regain control of his swamp in return for rescuing Princess Fiona, voiced by Cameron Diaz, whom Farquaad intends to marry. With the help of Donkey, voiced by Eddie Murphy, Shrek embarks on his quest but soon falls in love with the princess, who is hiding a secret that will change his life forever. Dun, dun, uh... Oh, mate, I cannot believe that this movie is turning 20, or has turned 20. It's 20 years old. Yeah. It's freaking me out. It's pretty crazy. I shouldn't be experiencing these things. I'm still a young guy. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. How do you, you, you know what's really depressing? You were when already, this movie came out, I was out of high school. I was like, you were already an adult. I was <laughs> already out of high school by two years, even. Oh, how sad. And I did graduate, by the way. I didn't leave early. Like, that's how 
And that is... I just put that disclaimer out there. So, yeah. so how did you experience Shrek in... And what does Shrek in mean In the cinema. You? I watched it in the cinema. Um, and then I watched it so many times afterwards. This is one of those rare, 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 rare movies that we review that I have seen <laughs> a lot of. Um, to the point, so when uh, my wife, Laura, and myself were sitting there watching this... Uh, we were almost reading it back, like yeah, almost oh, line for line. And my God, some we, of that, you we know, were the singing moments. We you you can't same. not, though, can you? You know, don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do. Don't care. Oh, so good. Um, so yeah, I've seen this. I know this movie back to front. I actually like maybe possibly the second one on the same par as this. It's interesting because it's like the second one is is mm. one of those rare. Mm. Well, not really rare. A lot of sequels. Are better than the first, but yeah, you know, like, well, he transformed like Toy yeah. Story two and stuff like that. But I it's, actually haven't it's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen um, three or four. Really? Yeah. So I've gone from really liking and number two, I absolutely adore it as well. But yeah, I saw it all the time, and then I guess maybe I was just too old when number three and four came I mean, out. I'll, I mean, I'll put you at at, at peace there. The series peaks at number two. It does. Well, through the research, I figured that out as well. <laughs> Although they don't, they, um, three and four still, are still all right, it's and they're grossing like good. you know seven hundred million dollars and all that kind of stuff, like yeah. big, big bucks. But still, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, huge history. What are you? What about you? Oh, look, well, we're going back twenty years. So I mean, what was I? 10, 11 years old when this came out. You I were know, born. I was ten, turning eleven. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched this at the at the cinema. Um, Pretty certain. I think oh, I probably, would have. Sure. I'm guessing I went with my sister. I mean, I think I did. It's that's how long ago it was. I just don't recall the details. That's how long twenty years <laughs> ago was. Um, but you know, well, it was one of those things where everyone in school were, like, was like talking about it. Yeah. Um, if there was like a, you know, the teachers were feeling a bit slack, we'd have like a movie day. You know, like <laughs> Shrek was like a big deal we'd be watching Shrek and everyone would be like yeah this is the best okay oh, public God. school ladies and gentlemen yeah that's public it school. all good it was, it was that cool. teacher had too much to drink the night before no, and didn't it was, lesson it was plan. like a treat it was like a treat no, it was us. a treat because you it guys was a treat. I turned out okay kids. it's fine you, um, indeed it's uh, I don't have a university education throwing that out there maybe that's, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was someone dropped the ball with me anyway wait hang on we're not saying watching Shrek <laughs> at a young age is what uh, you know leads you to no, not I having we, a tertiary I education we were, I thought we were commentating on the education system here in Australia <laughs> the public education system <laughs> no no just your particular public hey, school I have peers who went on to do great things and <laughs> have wonderful education too. and we podcast and we, we do this part time and not even being paid for it this isn't our job <laughs> <laughs> we do it for love and we do it for you it ladies for and gentlemen to talk about we... wonderful things like yeah. Shrek and this is a wonderful thing to talk about let's talk about its legacy let's, let's get because through this because it has left a bit of a legacy it went on to be bit a of, bit of a a bit of a franchise for DreamWorks it was sort of like like lead franchise I mean yeah I mean if, if Mickey Mouse is Disney's mm. mascot I guess DreamWorks mm. has Shrek. I wrote, I wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote it further down in our, our notes, but um, I'll say it right here. If, if we're talking legacy, um, Shrek has a star on the bloody Hollywood Walk of Fame. It does. He, he, well, he does. He's not the only. Um, is it animated. the character? Or yeah, the is character. It, it's the character, right? Not the movie, yep. but yeah. I mean, it just says Shrek. And guess what? It? I bet you. I don't know this, and someone can probably let us know if you want to research it. I reckon Mike Myers probably doesn't. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, do you know what? I can oh, guarantee. How would you feel? I'm going to guarantee he does. 
I mean, I can't say for sure. I'm, I'm certain. He's unveiled both at the same I'm time just to not upset does. him. I'm certain he does. I probably does. Anyway, um, so legacy. Done. Let's talk a little bit about it. It cost sixty million dollars. That's its budget. Um, and it took in its box office takings with four hundred and eighty-four point four million dollars. We need to look at that number, not in terms of what we see today, but back then. Yeah. 20 years ago. That's a lot of money, especially for mm. an original animated film. I say original, obviously based on a book, but you know, it wasn't an existing property, it wasn't a sequel, an original animated film from a studio that wasn't Disney, wasn't Pixar. Yeah. Wasn't one of the big, you know, like even 20th Century Fox or whatever had had their things going on. It it was it was something new and original and that mm-hmm. I mean that's why we ended up with the Shrek franchise the bloody Puss in Boots movies the I say movies well that's movies pending pending yes pending we'll get to it um, <laughs> there's a reason Shrek became I guess like the the substitute I guess like a good comparison would be if hmm. if Toy Story is Pixar's you know sort of go to and, and all that Shrek is is DreamWorks's go to. It think made so. a lot of money. Well, that That's and, what I'm that saying. And, uh, that and Our Train Dragon, like it grew. Oh, I mean, yeah, that came much later, didn't it? Yeah. So, I've just tried to um, Google as we've been talking. Um, I was listening to you. Don't be worried, but I can't find an answer on that inflation. Google doesn't want to help me. Oh, so and I thought you'd be googling that. Mike Myers Hollywood. Uh, nah, screw that. Someone, <laughs> someone, someone, someone can email us about that. <laughs> screw it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's a, a lot of money, and it was. A brand new property of a brand new... Well, not really, because there was a book about it in 1990. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, fourth highest grossing film of 2001, behind the first Harry Potter film, and the first Lord of the Rings film, and Monsters, Inc. So, it's in pretty good company. It's um, in, if there were three movies to beat it, that would be it. Yeah. But it ended up being the highest grossing animated film ever in Australia, which is our place of residence. Um, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. If you can't tell. If you can't bloody tell. <laughs> um, so it surpassed The Lion King, the 1994 animated classic that we all What a travesty. <laughs> utter travesty. Hey, records are meant to be broken. But what did people think of this movie? Well, it was widely, um, believe it or not, there's positive reviews. Um, and an indication of universal acclaim when you're looking at all of the kind of Yay. reviews and stuff. Rotten Tomatoes give it an 88%. Um, it's an average of... Uh, 7.3 out of 10, something like that, <laughs> um, out, out of uh, 206 <laughs> reviews. Metacritic, which is the one I like to look at, is um, 84 out of 100 out of 34 reviews. Mr. Ebert himself gave it 4 out of 4 stars. So Roger Ebert, he liked he liked Shrek. It's, I mean, a rare 4 out of 4. Fantastic. I just want to point out, I recently came across, and I shared this on my personal social media mm. Um I came across an article from The Guardian that was just, you know, doing a retrospective review of, of Shrek. I mean, who who would think of doing such a thing? Um, <laughs> but basically it was, he just, the, the writer described it as an unfunny um, oh, something, just basically you, you shat did. on. So you pointed, it is a Guardian, yeah. it's a Guardian article, the one you're talking from about. From The Guardian, yeah. yeah. It was, it was <sighs> just like, What? I think one of the statements he wrote was... Someone had a bad day. Didn't sleep well. Oh, he was like, the only reason Shrek was so popular is because people liked it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay. You fool. Yeah. You fool. Anyway. Anyway. Not going to lie. Old mate got clicks, didn't he? 
I mean, yeah. Got a couple of clicks. I mean, I contributed to those, those clicks. So you shared. Anyway. But look, the movie is genuinely good. And these things, what I'm about to talk about, awards, um, sort <laughs> of back that up. Academy Awards. We're talking about the Oscars. Shrek won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. They created a category... Just to give it to Shrek. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> oh, definitely. 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 Considering the company it was in on the same, that same year. Yeah. Yeah. Had to. Hey, it means it beat Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it definitely did. Which actually, that's controversial in a way, because I think Monsters, Inc. is bloody brilliant. I mean, it is good. Yeah. It is good. Is but... it Shrek level? Yeah. We might talk oh, about it another yeah, time. Yeah, Monsters... Have we not done Monsters, Inc.? We have not. Oh. 61 episodes, sir. And we mm. have not done Monsters, Inc. But look, this Shrek was also the first animated film to be nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Oscars as well. Um, Rightfully so. I hate talking about the Golden Globes, and we probably <laughs> will never have to talk about the Golden Globes uh, ever again because they may be done and dusted. That's a story for another day. Um, but Shrek <laughs> was nominated for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Mm-hmm. Stupid category. Always was, always will be, but nonetheless, it was nominated. Adios, Golden Globes, <laughs> potentially. You heard it here first. Or maybe not first, but uh, you, you, we're talking. Anyway. Sounds like you've heard it here first, so that's okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't heard of it before. Uh, BAFTAs, nominated for six BAFTAs, um, including Best Film. Cool. Eddie Murphy was the first actor, act, actor, actor? The first actor to ever re- receive a BAFTA nomination for a voiceover performance. And it won Best Adapted Screenplay at the BAFTAs as well. Um, and you've written Annie's. I don't know what the Annie's are, but apparently it, not, it was nominated for a dozen of them, um, and it won eight, including Best Animated Feature. Well done, Annie. Uh, <laughs> well done, Shrek, for the, your Annie's Award. So I believe they're animation awards. I understand. Okay. <laughs> that's where, that's, I understand that's where it was leaning, but uh, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's actually it's an award that my mum uh, hands out. That's her name. That's the joke. That's, that's ah, the joke. Super hilarious. Oh, all right. We could totally edit that out, or we can leave it and know. just be a permanent record if of your, any, your sense of humor. If I have any friends <laughs> who actually know my mum's name, they would have got there. Anyway. Brilliant. Um, we've already mentioned the massive franchise that this sort of uh, led to. So let's go through the films that um, sort of came in, in Shrek's Path of Destruction. I don't know. So obviously we, we've, got this, <laughs> we've got this first film. Legacy. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> 2001. Um, the Shrek 2 in 2004, which we've already mm-hmm. mentioned, is... Was bonkers brilliant. Yeah, well, awesome. we both really like it. If, you know, potentially it could be better than this one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it one day. Maybe, or maybe we won't. Um, <laughs> Shrek 3rd, which I know you haven't seen, came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I recall... It's okay. It's it's good, but like it, it's just not. It's not up to that same level. And yeah. Shrek Forever After in two thousand ten. I actually really like this one. I feel like this is where the the series sort of it went back to its roots. It kind of repositioned Shrek as like kind of hates everything. So it was, oh, cool. But it's all about family and oh. you know, responsibility and stuff. It's cool. It's cool. And I feel like if I was to watch that again. Now, with the changes in my life, I feel like, yeah, I'd probably see it through a different lens, which is kind of cool. But, yeah, cool. But we must mention that there is a fifth Shrek film currently in the works. Amazing. In the DreamWorks. Cool. Yeah, oh, I just paused for laughter, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, this is truly a reflection of this whole episode, will be a reflection of your sense of humour, and how it cannot really compete with this amazing comedy that we are talking about. <laughs> but no, please do, continue. Uh, we had we had some spin-off films as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, we, we had a spin-off film, I should say. Puss in, Puss Boots, in Boots in 2011. I've got to admit, I haven't actually watched it. I had always planned to, just never came uh, just never came around around to doing it. I did see it. I've seen it once. I have no idea what happened. It was <laughs> maybe well, drinking. I do not know. Possibly. So Antonio Banderas in the starring role, returning to the, the, the to voice the he, character. His character is... Freaking he's, awesome. he's a great character. I yeah. just, I don't, I just feel like if I'm gonna watch a Shrek film, I want to watch a Shrek film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, ten years later, mm. which will be 2022. No, that's eleven years later. <laughs> Sorry, it just looks like ten. If you look this is up. the public school that we're talking about. <laughs> public education. <laughs> you didn't tell me that you watched the bloody film in math I, class. I spent mate. too much time watching Shrek in school, and not a time, not enough time doing them, doing the math or either speaking the or English. the English as the well. English, yeah, uh, I can't speak. Um, but Puss in Boots, <laughs> Puss in Boots. This is a struggle. The Last Wish yep. is coming out next year. Produced by uh, Guillermo del Toro. For reals. Yeah, man. And Antonio Banderas will be back. Absolutely. And... Oh, it's directed by Chris Miller, which is cool. That's always High pedigree. Exciting. High pedigree. Cool. Very good. Look, there's a there's a whole bunch of short films, which I suppose we should just rip through, just so everyone's caught up. I've not seen a single one uh, of these. A few of these things have just appeared on, like, as, like, DVD bonus features, or they've appeared mm. on, like, um, like, another DreamWorks property thing, or... You know, they've been on something else yeah, or whatnot. Um, or, like, you know, they've ended up on a streaming service or something. Um, but nonetheless, Shrek in the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party, 2001. I think that came alongside the this original yeah, film. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 Shrek yes. 4D, 2003. It was originally... Um, this was a theme park ride, but repurposed as a hmm. little little thing that they put out. Um, Far, Far Away Idol in 2004. Um, I think in conjunction with... Um, the second movie. Mm-hmm. We had Donkey's Christmas Spectacular. In Shrektacular. Two, um, sorry, yes. Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular in 2010, mm-hmm. which I think came out with the... That would have been the fourth movie, I guess. Because yes, I had a... I think my DVD has that included with it. Okay. Um, Shrek's Yule Log, 2010. Um, Shrek Night... What am I saying? Thriller Night, 2011. <laughs> I think I just assumed it would be Shrek Night. Um, the Pig Who Cried Werewolf in 2011. Um, and Puss in Boots, The Three Diablos in 2012. Cool. Um, yeah, I think most of those released um, in just, line with the fourth and then the fourth movie and the Puss in Boots movie. So yeah. just capitalising on the uh, the property there. They, they, you know, they know they're on a winner. Let's make <laughs> some money off it. There's some television specials. Uh Shrek the Halls, it's a Christmas television special, obviously, that was 2007. <laughs> uh, Scared Shrekless, have a guess what holiday that is? Valentine's special. No, Halloween, of <laughs> course, in 2010. You fall. Um, and Puss in, what? Puss in book. That's correct, that's not a typo. <laughs> oh, your, your notes scare me sometimes. Puss in book, trapped in an epic tale, um, which released in 2017. My guess is that he's trapped in a book. I would have to say that's <laughs> yes, or he's narrate. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I haven't seen it. Probably won't. Please do if you have seen it. Let us know because we should have done our better research on that. These particular elements. Have you come across the Puss in Boots television series? Oh, I've heard of it. I'm well, aware of it. The Adventures of Puss in Boots ran from 2015 to 2018. I watched one episode the other day just because it happened to be on. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh, okay, uh, put some an actual TV show. Didn't really like it. Oh. That's all I've got to say. But that was just that one episode. I don't know. What's the rating on OBG for sure? So target rating. For oh, you. like it's. it's oh, guess what? It's you've got it. You've got a new kid. I mean, that, all that's, of these things are going to be in your I, uh, repertoire. He kind of just likes watching bright colors on the TV, so I look for cartoons. What, so. what worse can you do than an orange cat running around oh, look, on a screen that's predominantly it green? Colorful, it looked bright. It, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. He likes Mickey anyway. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry, DreamWorks, Disney We're wins. talking about DreamWorks today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, keep on going with this legacy. There's video games. There's several licensed video games based on the franchise. Uh, what have we got? You've listed the consoles here. PS2, Game Boy Advance, PlayStation Portable, Xbox 360, PS3, Wii, Microsoft Windows, and mobile devices. They're all over the shop. There's heaps of them. Shrek uh, 2001 is based on... Uh, there's a, that's, a, that's a game. It's based on the first film, and that was released for Xbox and GameCube. So, they they really, really pushed the franchise through so many platforms, through so many mediums. It's like they wanted to make money or something. And then the next medium, (laughs) and the last one that we'll talk about for Legacy, there is a stage musical. Shrek the Musical. I mean, what a title. (laughs) It's original. (laughs) It's it's, it's on brand. I mean, you know exactly what it is. You know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to sell something different. I think sometimes I think so. This, it opened in two thousand and eight. <laughs> I think for the last say two decades, three decades, well, not three, but you know, since this point, there's just been a lot of rubbish musicals and stuff. <laughs> they, they, they maybe didn't need to be musicals, but anyway, uh, music by uh, Janine uh, Tesori. Um, so um, and lyrics by David uh, Lindsay Abair. These are these are artists that I'm actually not familiar with, but it's based on the two thousand and one film. Um, but it does feature some elements of its sequels. I've known this exists, existed. I don't think it's ever toured to Australia. I've heard of it. Yeah, like I've heard of it. I, yeah, I don't recall it ever coming here. No. Unless it was over east, you know. Where that's there's more like, people. Yeah, sure, yeah. That's closer to the world. Yeah. 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 But look, let's talk Let's talk large, larger, like what yeah. like lasting stain has Shrek had on the world? Stain. I guess. Um, now we've already mentioned obviously one of the big things was that Shrek did get his Hollywood Walk of Fame star which is fantastic but do you know what Shrek influenced the current generation of mainstream animated films what do I mean by that I mean uh, basically animated (laughs) films began to incorporate more pop culture references Mm. um, and end film musical numbers it also inspired a number of computer animated films which also spoofed fairy tales or other related story genres um, often including adult-orientated humour, although mm. most of them, you know, truth be told, were not as successful. True. As Otherwise, we'd be talking about them right now. But, I mean, that's a, a trick. that's a commentary on, on this movie, how well received it was and how successful was it. Like, a lot of, mm. um, you know, a lot of other it's, studios were just trying to copy yeah, that success. genre-defining movie, yeah. this one. Now, in uh, 2020... The film was selected for preservation uh, by the National uh, Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Um, a couple of the ones we've uh, reviewed have been. Um, I wonder if that's a conscious trend, Jason. Anyway, uh, so it's culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Um, and, it's making, and that actually makes it the first DreamWorks animation film um, and the first animated feature not produced or distributed by Disney to earn that honour. Take that, Disney. Take mm-hmm. that. Um, but I guess like one of the one of the lasting effects of mm. this film, and, and this speaks again to DreamWorks's sort of making Shrek sort of like its flagship 
um, character and, and franchise. The love theme. So, like, you know, like the... You would have heard at the start of this podcast episode. Um, a version composed by Danny Elfman, um, adapted from Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, would go on to be the music playing over the DreamWorks animation logo at the start of many of DreamWorks's future films. So... When I read you know, this element of our notes and the, schedule, the show schedule, I was like, nah. Is it? So then I went yeah. and had a look. And yeah, it is. You yeah, put on name a, name a, like Kung Fu Panda yeah. at the start. It's weird. It's weird. Because every time my DreamWorks thing, I'm like, oh, watch a trick. And it's like, you know, we're not. Then Jack Black Panda pops up. Yeah. Or like something else. Whatever. Hiccup. No, it's not. I don't think it's on that one. Well, it's not on all of them anyway. It's on many of them. Yeah, yeah. I just but, can't think of any more DreamWorks animated movies. But look, um, I intentionally put that um, that last little bit of information last because I figured as we lead into talking about this movie, hmm. how about we start as just something different? We start with the musical score. Oh my god! Fundamentally changing the show. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. Wait, sometimes sometimes it, it warrants a, a a new structure. So. Yeah, why not? Um, so we got Harry Gregson Williams and John Powell. They're collabing collabing on this. They've collaborated, I think it's their third collaboration. I read that um, somewhere. Ants, they collaborated on. Oh, they right, yes. Did yes. another one as well, but we'll talk about that another time if we ever review it. I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> so you've got here, Jason, uh, True Love's First Kiss. Yes, which is, uh, I guess, the alternative name. The alternative name for that same like, motif. Now... That song itself, because it does exist. So if you, if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you go on a Spotify, for example, and type in Shrek, True Love's First Kiss, you get a general theme, uh, the motive that you know you yeah. were easily recognisable. It, it's on the soundtrack. It's is it because it's not on the Spotify playlist for the album. Oh, it was it? it was on the physical disc version of the soundtrack. However, there are songs on the uh, the current soundtrack that's on Spotify that uh, derived from it. So it basically, yeah, it's the, the overarching theme. But So you've got the really hyped up... Uh, you've got the uh, the song Fairy Tale. It's called Fairy Tale. Yeah. So that's got elements to it. Although that itself is its own little independent thing. And then you've got um, Escape for Escape from the Dragon and Ride the Dragon. They're two... They're the last half of the, uh, the True Love's First Kiss is a little bit more higher energy and that's that you know more epic running away kind of yeah. music which is actually my favourite part of the score I'm not going to lie it's funny because like if you were to say to me like oh, do you remember the you know like the theatrical score of Shrek I'm like I would just go to that that love theme you know that, that yeah. same um, you know music that mm-hmm. Princess Fiona hums and you know blows up that bird um, <laughs> and then makes eggs yes yeah, yeah and then makes eggs like I mean, what else are you going to do movie's twisted but it's like that's, that's the Shrek music in my mind and then on this recent rewatch that that I had with mm. this movie, I was like, "There's so much going on with the score. There's so much definitely, um, definitely more to the music. It just doesn't necessarily stand out and make that lasting impression. But like watching and listening out for it, it's like, oh wow, there's actually a really good sort of sound. There's a lot of energy to it. It's fun. It's uh, it's it's got action. It, it feeds into the action. It's really good. Mm. I I love it. Uh, I'm actually a huge fan of John Powell. Because um, John Powell's uh, Had to Train Dragon. Oh my god. Probably his best work. Actually, he sent him a tweet when he released um, <laughs> He sent him a tweet. On the uh, third, when he released the third movie. Because I was like, this needs an Oscar, this score. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Did he get one? No, nah, I don't think so. Nah, he was probably be competing with you know Avengers or some other shit. Yeah, but, that, that'd, yeah. that'd be it. But, but you know, I, I, so I actually do rec- uh, remember the score from actually watching. So the, um, 
the escape from the dragon and the rider dragon sequences the score that's associated with that i mean ladies and gentlemen if you go and listen to it that i actually clearly remember uh hearing that in the cinema clearly so that's so very, it's, i love it i love it and it actually is a core part of the action in the second movie as well although it from what I read, it doesn't appear to be as strong in the last two movies. You know, in the second movie, and I know I'm obviously we're, we're just jumping triple over here, but it's like, mm-hmm. again, when it comes to the, more so with the second movie, when it comes to the music, I'm like, all I can think about is that Accidentally In Love song opening over the opening credits, and then yeah. later on where it's like the, when there's like the giant, <laughs> the giant gingerbread man. Yeah. For some reason, those two moments just stick in my mind with that movie, When it, if you're asking about the music. Yeah, I mean, but they that's are the thing, the, key moments. The though. soundtrack, um, and not just for this movie, obviously, the, the next one up as well, like, the soundtrack is such a big... Mm-hmm. thing and you know yeah. we mentioned earlier what's different is well basically like this movie introduced a new element yeah to give the film uh i guess a unique film uh unique feel yeah um the film used pop music and other i guess oldies <laughs> um, although a lot of them were covers to yeah. make the story move forward so rather than you know like the disney tradition would be hey we'd have the characters singing a song or whatnot and you know they'd be taught that they would express their feelings in song or we have something like toy story where there would be songs written for the movie mm. and rather than the character singing it, it would sort of, those songs would express how they're feeling yeah. in the moment and move like that plot story forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this, it was just like, hey, we're going to take songs that already exist and use it as those things. So it was kind of, I guess, number one, uh, I guess a bit lazier, but number two, very effective. And mm. I guess started that new trend. Um, and that's where and and so began the relationship of Smash Mouth and Sh- the Shrek and Shrek. That relationship was there forevermore. Well, it's funny because you know, All Star forever like after. All Star. Um, yeah, good one. <laughs> um, ah! You know, All Star plays over the opening credits. You know, yeah. Smash Mouth's you know hit mm. song, but it was originally only a placeholder. They didn't intend on having that be there, but because of I guess like test audience reaction to it. Um, well, you know, whoever was viewing yeah. at the time, I think it just worked so well. They were like, well, "Let's just keep it," and that actually led to Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth cover of mm. "I'm a Believer." Yeah. Um, right before the the end credits. Eddie Murphy's rendition is um, so good, but there's heaps of other songs which I think just stand out, yeah. and, I, and they really do. I mean, if you read through the question, yeah, not question. If you read through the song title, it was mm. like. You can pretty much piece together the story of this movie. Like, half-cocked, bad reputation. You know, the Duloc uh, tournament, or I guess before the tournament. Yeah. Or is it during? I don't know. I don't know where they're at. <laughs> Can't we just settle this over a pint? Um, <laughs> the Proclaimers, I'm on my way. A little part of a Scottish action yeah. kind of came out then. Um, <laughs> obviously, when Shrek and Donkey... You know, they, they start their quest. I'm on the road again. <laughs> There's on, the on the road again and Try a Little Tenderness. Both performed a by Donkey. Yeah, Eddie Murphy must have had such a good time recording some of these. Like, yeah. And then we've But got, yeah, um, you said you, you did, you pointed out the Proclaimers on, on my way. Yeah. Oh, there's so many cool songs. But also, I mean, this is probably my first introduction to this song, which is bonkers when you think about it. But I remember how young I was. But um, Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, this is Leonard John Cohen's. John Cale's cover of it. Yeah. But, yeah, of course. Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Yeah. Which was, uh, there's conflicting notes all over the shop about it because it appears that Rufus uh, Wainwright, oh, is it, I can never pronounce his name correctly. I always get it wrong. But, yeah, um, 
It's uh, his version is on the album. It's John Cale's version appears in the film. So. I thought it was. I thought it was. I just thought it was the other way around when I was researching it, and then like, yeah, it was, oh, right. it's, it's all over the shop. Yeah, I think that had something to do with like uh, Rainwright was already a uh, whoever was distributing the musical soundtrack was mm. it Sony or something whoever it was yeah. that's probably incorrect but uh, Rainwright was already Rainwright was already um, uh, like a, an artist under that label, so. Mm. It was easier or something to do it. I, can't, I don't know. It's, it's a very weird thing. I mean, that's John Cale's cover is on the movie. That should have been the one on the yeah. soundtrack. But who knows? Who so, knows? so the 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 official explanation for it is it's around licensing issues. Um, so that's why they use Cale's version instead of Rufus um, Wainwright's. Rufus Wainwright, though, apparently uh, states that uh, it was because uh, it was not used because of his sexuality. So. Yay! Cool <laughs> controversy and things. Whoa. Okay. Um. So yeah. No. But that's the thing. So, you you do hear there's two different versions on film um, and soundtrack. So, now I've got a little note here. It's not on your notes, but I I put it in a little bit later. So Leslie Carter, who is the sister, was I'll tell you a tragic story. There's a song that plays it during the credits and was on the original soundtrack called Like Wow. Oh, okay. It's wow. A pop, it's a pop hit. <laughs> now, <laughs> he says, "Well, it's an audio medium. Um, no one can see me hold up my laptop to Jason, but that's fine." Now, Leslie Carter is um, Nick and Aaron Carter's sister. She's passed away. Oh, right. Okay. But she also uh, released this, like, like Wow was on an album. Can't remember the title of it. Didn't write it down. But it didn't actually get released by, I think it's Universal, um, because there was uh, just, she was quite a, a heavy drug user, a bit antisocial. And oh, okay. And the, the entire process around recording, this is the testimonial that I read, um, Point it was basically around like look no we, it's too tr- pro- problematic we can't release this album so that if you look on the Spotify playlist for that album, uh, like wow is no longer a song that you can you can't find it really? it's not released anywhere you can find it on YouTube I was going to say like it. YouTube or something YouTube's got a copy of it um, and that's this song was over the da, credits da, 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 you know what da, I'm da, not gonna lie I've da, I don't think I've ever watched the credits of this movie <laughs> I mean once, beyond the karaoke stuff uh, yeah. well I mean once once Donkey's done singing his thing I can't breathe I can't breathe and then that's it yeah, yeah then you know I'm yeah. done I'm out so, <laughs> so anyway mystery uh, artist who is related to Nick and Aaron Carter yeah. um, and that's a pop song that I very clearly remember it actually charted here in Australia but it didn't actually uh, the album didn't see a release um, and it was pulled it's pulled it's not on the soundtrack wow, you've given me information about this mystery song that I've never heard because of I'll play, it, I'll, play, <laughs> I'll play it for you later you really won't enjoy it because it's, it's you know we're talking early 2000 pops so so you, you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Barbie Girl stuff and I like Barbie Girl yeah, I like Venga. oh no you know, I'm I like talking about good, Boys talking about good stuff as I think well. that was the 90s for sure Alright, so we've completely flipped the show upside down, gone backwards to forwards, and we're going to take an ad break, I reckon. Do you reckon? Oh, what what a suspenseful moment. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Nut Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then Nut Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs, and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. Should we start with Shrek or just skip him and keep... Nah, we should start with, start with Shrek. Um, so uh, you've written this a little bit, so I'll, I'll talk to it though. 
Um, Shrek means monster in Yiddish, which I don't know what that is, and it's derived from the German word Shrek. This is an audio medium, you can't really tell, but it's spelt differently. Um, it's spelt S-C-H-R-E-C-K, which means terror or fright. So that's where that that's where he comes from. So very, very fitting for this Shrek character, this ogre who I guess you know, I mean, if we just talk to the character, I mean he's he he doesn't like other people beings, he just wants to be left alone, he lives in his swamp by himself. Super uh, relatable. And people fear him because he's an ogre, he's a monster, he's terror, he's fright. Also super relatable. He's Shrek. I look like Shrek. I don't have the ears, but I've got the head. Um I guess. I don't know. If if our listeners have never seen an image of you, they're probably forming something <laughs> now in their mind, being like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you know what's that?" Uh, quite... I don't think, it, yeah, I don't think we're helping that. Like, I don't think that's what you look like. So, you know what? You know what's quite common for people who listen to podcasts regularly. They they generally will get a image of somebody, and when they see the image of that person, but for the first it time, it ruins the podcast. It com- can never go no, it doesn't ruin it, but they completely. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's podcasts where there might be two presenters, just like here. Sure, yeah. And they might think a picture of you is me. A picture of me is you. Yeah, I'm definitely a white bogger. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I am Asian, and, <laughs> and I have a head of hair. Yeah, a head of hair. All right, we'll continue on with this particular part of the, the podcast, though. Mike Myers. Yes, we've got Mike Myers voicing uh, this character. And, yes. and I mean, man, he really does put his staple on it. Um, I guess we should mention, though, Literally, yeah, first of all, though, Chris Farley. Yes. Um, from, like, Saturday Night Live fame and various different movies. Um, he was originally cast as the voice, recording nearly all of the required uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. After Farley died in 1997, before the work was finished, mm-hmm. um, and that just shows the length of production this movie absolutely went, went on for, uh, Mike Myers stepped in to voice the character. And yep. in doing so, this really changed the entire movie and everything sort of going forward. Myers insisted on a complete script rewrite to leave no traces of Farley's version. Now, he did this in respect, not to... Yeah. Like we need to scrap everything. He he just wanted he wanted to do something different and yeah. not just try and replicate um, what Farley had done. Yeah, yeah. So um, from that, more ideas began to come. You know, like cl- clearer story points, fresher gags, and comedy bits. So I guess you know Myers really put his all into this, and the movie really started to take shape and uh, take form around yeah. him. And I guess the actual finished product that we get is really, um, it's really Mike Myers yeah. sort of behind it. Yeah. Um, but but funnily enough, this was Mike Myers' first voice performance in an animated film. So that fact absolutely blew my little mind. I was like, really? Surely, nah. He's play- the thing is, he played. I'm familiar with so many caricatures that he plays, and all these like stereotypes of car- of people yeah. you know in you know Austin Powers and all that kind of stuff you know and he wears so many hats you know Wayne's World like all these things that he's done over time some before this some after it but I didn't really think until I was reading that going oh yeah there isn't really there's nothing he's done animated before this yeah I feel like we've heard his voice so many times as like yeah. as different characters but yeah just doing this and um just before we get into, I guess, the actual voice and his performance yeah. and all that, I just want to point out the uh, like the character design. Obviously, going 
kind of explain like, the choice of going with an ogre, you know, being a monster and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But originally the film was set to be um, like a live action CG anima- animation hybrid. Oh, could you imagine? Kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Um, but I guess as time went on and obviously technological advances, especially in animation, um, this ended up being full CG yeah. um, and, and, and it really worked. And I think Shrek's such a... I mean, can we say... I don't like using the words so loosely and free, but I mean, is Shrek an iconic looking character? You see him, you know him. I think so. I think um, he's like if I would like to say if you can if you can see a silhouette of the character and know who it is. Yeah, I think a silhouette of Shrek. You know, I, well, mate, I, I read we we don't I haven't put in the notes here, but I've read uh, d- during the research that. Um, but DreamWorks have used his face generally for most marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. and also like the. Just the concept of those little weird-looking ears and stuff—they are so like just specific to his character. You don't really—you only identify it really with him, and they're used on all the branding and all mm. of that stuff. Like it's—I mean, we can even talk about the like the quality of the animation when it, when it comes to not only just his character but this, mm. the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, again, this was twenty years ago. It was two thousand and one, and you know, like after you know the big leaps in animation, you know, things from what. Like, what Pixar were doing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There were still film animated films coming out when you know they tried to dabble in the CGI. It mm-hmm. wasn't quite working. There are shots in this movie that, especially you know, when you're talking about his ears, you know when he's when he's talking to the three blind mice and you you've got the candle and it's sort of shining light through his like ear hole thing yeah. and it's like there's a texture to it and it's kind of like translucent in a way. Oh, and, so, yeah. and I'm just like. Wow, this is really, really detailed already. Because I was expecting to... Because normally when, you know, you, you see sequels and stuff to these animated movies and you, and you kind of get a feel of the animation, yeah. you're like, oh, no, you know, it becomes really good. I figured going back and watching this first one, it would be... I would notice, ah, oh, it is actually kind of dated. It really holds up still. Oh, absolutely. Um, my favourite part is the... You know, you know his mud shower? Yeah. It, it, that looks incredible. The texture and the weight of it, what's going on. Apparently, the animators actually took mud mud baths and showers to <laughs> to kind of document what the That's weight funny. and the yeah. physics of it. But oh, I think it's great. You, he's got pores. Mm. Like you know, he's. Oh, I think it's brilliant. And what an introduction! But he's Twenty years old. What like, an introduction to the character as well. Obviously, yeah. I mean, we we get that opening narration of like you know this story about this this fairy tale, this princess locked away in this castle. You know, there's this yeah. dragon, and then it's like true love's first kiss will break. You know, like the, the well, they talk about the curse, or is it just either way? They talk about true love's mm. first kiss, and it's just Shrek's hand ripping the page off, being like, and he's literally wiping his ass. Yeah, I mean, we don't see it, but you know that's what he's doing. He's wiping his ass exactly with the pages of a fairy tale book. That is what this movie is. Yeah, we're introduced to Shrek, this thing that completely <laughs> goes against everything fairy tale. Yeah. Um, it's great, great character, great performance. Um, Absolutely. And let, let's talk about that performance. The, yeah. the Scottish accent. Like, mm. why? Where did it come from? Um, after Myers completed recording the voice for the character, um, which he did in his normal straight. Uh, I mean, whatever I think, he is. Who? I think generally he has a Canadian accent because he's Canadian. But I mean, it obviously it's probably not as strong as it probably was. He probably just did it in a standard sort of Americanized kind of yeah. accent. Either way, he asked to re-record all of his lines with a Scottish accent. Um, he had also tried a Canadian accent, <laughs> I guess. I'm assuming a stronger Canadian accent. Yeah. Um, hey. This change... The, the fact that they changed it is rumoured to have cost a further $4 million. 
But I will put a pin in that because I also read that he debunked that. <laughs> so he was saying, what did he quote? Uh, quote, it didn't cost the studio millions of dollars as rumoured. What it meant is instead of me going in for 10 sessions, I went in for 20. I still got paid the same. Yeah, cool. <laughs> hey, I said rumoured. I said... But the uh, the really interesting thing is about what, you, what you're saying there is they... It was his second attempt at the lines and they, that they fundamentally changed the whole thing and and you now cannot picture um shrek without being scottish like, yeah, you just can't you can't it's a, it's just part a, of it a fantastic choice so th- thank goodness he did and i think um i might be wrong uh we could very well research if we want right now but i think Myers' um dad is scottish so, like, his family does have Scottish... Uh, oh, for real? Okay. Right. So, I think he was familiar with it and he used it for other works before for something else. Well, but I mean... Ultimately, he, it was... I, I go to, like, like Fat Bastard, um, oh, yeah. Austin Powers. There's also... I think he... That was after this, though, wasn't it? No, it was uh, before, maybe... 99 yeah, was when yeah, Fat Bastard yeah, was right. in, in Spy Shag Me. But also, like, um, I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, right. Is there not a Scottish accent in that movie? It's been a long time. It's been a very long sure time. So. But it's um, yeah. Look, it just it just works. it gives the character, I guess. I'm gonna say it. Layers. It gives, layers. <laughs> gives him. It gives him layers, just like a parfait and cake and onions. Yeah, but you must say onions first. But, um, <laughs> but it, it it does. It really does just give him something extra going on. It makes the character again more iconic. There's something. It's identifiable. You know, it's that big green character that you can visually see and know who he is with those ears with his green skin yep. and his Scottish accent and his Scottish accent it's it's really good even Steven Spielberg who obviously has you know very strong ties to DreamWorks and, and all of that yeah. is, um, he basically told Myers that the Scottish accent actually improved the movie and I don't think we're ever going to really find out for ourselves as, as viewers but I, I mean I cannot imagine it any other way Apparently, it's by one the way, of those things that you can't. You, you're just like, well, it couldn't be any other way, but I guess it, it could be, but we never know. Apparently, in 2015 or 2016, um, a Farley cut, not a full cut of the movie, but elements of his dialogue uh, were uh, were released as well. So that would have been interesting. I haven't heard that though. I've seen it was a few years ago. I I watched it, probably around that time when yeah. it came out. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. It was it was obviously very different to. Just a different the energy because Farley was so high energy, like yeah, yeah. And even the Shrek design was very different as well. It was a little bit more like mm-hmm. monstrous, I suppose, is probably the, right. the best way. But still, not in like an aggressive kind of scary way. Just, just, <laughs> just monstrous in manner, right? And all that. And I guess the performance was yeah, just very different. I mean, the yeah. accent is is so changed. But I mean, I guess that takes away the the comedy. Yeah, it's all it's all part of it. But yeah, what a fantastic character that we have in Shrek. Um, we should mention his swamp, though. Yeah, why he not? lives in. Um, mainly because I just want to point this out. Early sketches showed Shrek living in a garbage dump near a human village called Wart Creek. <laughs> um, and at one point he kept... Uh, he even lived with his parents and kept rotting fish in his bedroom. Right. Um, this was probably, you know, back in the Farley days. <laughs> I mean, it would have <laughs> been. Just very different, eh? There's something, yeah. something so strange. But I think the end product that we got... Oh, good. I like it. You know, it's one of those. It's reluctant hero, um, unexpectedly falling in love with someone who you know they're, they're not sub- accidentally in love. Well, well, that's it. There yeah. we go. Um, count those crows. Um, they, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're on paper. They're not meant to be together. You know, she's a human. He's an ogre. 
Um, and I guess the, the the message of this movie it really does hone on in on you know like there's more than just appearances and yeah don't um, judge on appearances that's it yeah. and there's there's more to you mm, yeah that's that, it and look um, which I think is kind of like hammered into you to to be honest about three <laughs> or four times throughout the movie so um, but yeah Shrek my mind's fantastic can't you cannot imagine Shrek existing without my mind you cannot imagine a different you just can't. Um, Oh, it would have been so interesting to see a, a Farley version. I just don't think it would have been as effective. Just a different dynamic, yeah. you know. Like I said, you know, the addition of Mike Myers, not only just the voice, uh, the voice and stuff, but it's just like so many other elements. And I guess yeah. the way that the story took shape it really did come from Mike Myers' involvement yeah. and stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Go on, your mic. Now, let's talk about some other fairy tale creatures because this is a fairy tale movie <laughs> full of fairy tale creatures. There's over a thousand fantasy creatures. Uh, they invade uh, Shrek Swamp at the beginning of the movie. They're everywhere. They're all over the shop. Um, I we could talk about some of the cast. Who do we who we got? We well, got the, we've got a couple. I suppose we have the standout ones, um, and I guess the reason they stand out is not only because they actually have some lines in this movie, but <laughs> but we see them again in the in the sequels. Yeah, I think they become. More, I think they actually have more prominence in the. Well, sequels. they become actual yeah. characters. Like they. Yeah. Um, so the ones that we see at the swamp, you know when. Basically, they're essentially invading yeah. <laughs> the swamp there. We've got um, Pinocchio, um, voiced by Cody Cameron. There's also the Three Little Pigs, uh, also voiced by Cody Cameron. Mm-hmm. There's the Big Bad Wolf, who has, has a great... Like, wow. <laughs> like, sitting in that bed, um, voiced <laughs> by Aaron Warner. Now, we've got three of blind mice. And I didn't actually know this, but Mike Myers actually voices one of those blind there's the four million dollars. That's the four million. That was the four million dollars. Okay, he came in and voiced some of that. But um, I learnt this fact before doing the rewatch, and then when watching this again, I was like, I can hear him. I can hear. Uh, it was Mike Myers just doing his, I guess his his pedestrian voice, his normal voice. And yeah. I was like, I can hear it. But there's also Simon J. Smith and Christopher Knights, and I don't know. It's almost like the three blind mice just have like a little. Like a little sketch of their own there, where yeah. they're sort of walking into things and just it's like three stooges kind of thing going on. I yeah, thought like, that's the way I'm relating to uh, it. This is a joke with like sniffing in his ear, it's like I smell cheese. Yeah. Like uh, it's good, but yeah, Pinocchio obviously will go on to become have a more prominent role. Yeah, but well, how about um, how about for Lord Farquaad? Oh yeah, in every movie, there's a you know there should be a villain. Well, you know they don't have they don't have to be, but you know I'm good. <laughs> especially in a fairy tale movie. A villain is is good, and Absolutely. we've got Law, uh, John Lithgow voicing uh, Lord Farquaad, and I guess like the, I mean, his whole joke, yeah, is you know he's he's a he's a dominating sort of figure, uh-huh. you know he's he's a lord, he's not a king, but he's a lord. Mm-hmm. He instigates basically the quest. He wants Princess Fiona's hand in marriage so he can become a king. But his one note joke is the fact that he's, he's teeny tiny. He's short, man. He is He's got sure. those little legs, and there's lots of visual gags with it, and lots of reactions from characters when they mm. realize his height. But <laughs> you got to feel for poor Fiona because the first thing she <laughs> thinks she sees her, you know, her uh, I guess Prince Charming is an ogre, <laughs> and then after that, her second Prince Charming is itty bitty. Like it's just. But he arrives. He arrives with like the leg extensions on the horse yeah. for whatever. I guess just so his feet go into the stirrups. Yeah, is that what they call? Oh, I guess so. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that, mate. I ain't no cowboy. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you are clearly not a cowboy. Neither, but, neither am I. So heaps of jokes with his height, but we should point. Well, I mean, we got to address it. His name, 
Um, and I, I, I honestly don't think they would get away with it these days. I just... I mean, his name is Lord Farquaad. I mean, do we have to say it? Do we have to say what it sounds like? <laughs> I think it, I think it kind of speaks to itself. But you're absolutely right. They wouldn't get away with it. But the thing is, it's endured. It hasn't... Oh, uh, yeah. It's still funny. It's yeah. still... And, you know, there aren't people boycotting the movie now looking back at it because of it. So maybe... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just feel like... You know, like, let's say they do another How to Train Your Dragon movie and there was, you know, a new writer came along and was just like, hello, I'm... My name is, like, Deekweed or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, be right. Um, I can't I can't remember with any of the sequels if they kind of kept the trend of having a bit of tongue-in-cheek kind of pseudo-cursing names and stuff. But... Well, I mean, the, the villain... I mean, the villains that they ended up having were, like... like Prince Charming, the, uh, the fairy godmother. Yeah. That's literally is what that's literally what they were called. There was king, the king and queen. There was not that they were villains, but you know what I mean. So maybe they took a step back uh, up. And there was like Rumple. There was Rumple still skin. We, we all know those. Yeah, like. I mean, like they they were more like actual. Yeah. Like they were the villains. They weren't like actual characters. Mm. They weren't um, originals. Yeah, I got you. I suppose I got a couple of little facts, little factoids for John Lithgow's stuff here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, it's kind. This was combined with the whole cast, but um. Uh, none of the lead actors actually met each other, so they all they all recorded their lines completely separately. Lisko was kind of a bit disappointed about that because he wanted to work with Myers, um, Murphy, and yeah, oh, and all that, which you would understand. But really, what I wanted to point out specifically around Law Farquad here is there's a scene where it's not with him, but it's, it's with Eddie Murphy um, and Mike Myers, and they're kind of having a bit of banter around how short he is without saying it. And it's so organic. And in my mind, I actually wrote it on my notes when I was re- watching, going, we need to research this and just see, did they record together? Because the banter is really organic. It's really, really good. I've, and I'm like, they actually recorded it completely separately. Um, Myers and Eddie Murphy. Well, they, all, every, all of them, the whole cast. Oh, that's mental. And so, and I put it here with John Lithgow because he's the only one who kind of voiced, I guess, publicly. Like, he was like, oh, I really wanted to work with those guys, but I, he never got a chance to. But ultimately, if you think about that through the, through the lens of, you know, that just the logistics of organising all of this and the timelines and all of that. The chemistry in this movie is incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah with, with the way they interact. Um, I'm using John Lithgow as that kind of thing, but it, yeah, it's it's really it's really quite impressive when you think of it. Now, just so you know, Alan Rickman was offered this role. Right. But he declined it so he could be Snape. Fair enough. Yeah. Harry Potter was calling. Yep. And, so, uh, good choice. I think so. I think so. I think if, so if it was if it was one or the other, although you know, great movie Shrek and uh, yeah. you know, and had his success. Well, <laughs> yeah. Successful before this, I think. I think Third Rock was before this. Yeah, no, it would have been surely, yeah. right? Jeez, I don't know. It's all either that or you're going to blow my mind. No, surely. I'm it not all even, it all blends into I'm one. I'm not even going to look it up because that's that seems wrong. Um, but look, with with the introduction of um, you know, Lord Farquhar, we you know we get him him and his castle. Yeah. Um. Uh, we basically get we get an introduction to a whole bunch of other little characters as well, yeah. um, namely <laughs> the gingerbread man, voiced by Conrad Vernon. Oh, so and, good! I mean, this is this is the scene, the interrogation scene. His legs are ripped off, not the gumdrop buttons. Like <laughs> you're the, a monster. No, the only monster <laughs> here is you. You and the rest of the fairy tale creatures. Oh, whatever he said, <laughs> something like that. But the you know, like tell me where the rest of the fairy tale creatures are. And it's like, well, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. <laughs> yes, the Muffin Man. 
I do know the Muffin Man. I'm not going to keep on reciting the whole thing. <laughs> Who lives in Jerusalem? But, oh, it's so well, good, though. She's married to the Muffin Man. Oh, it's <laughs> amazing. Like, I think that was probably the most quoted thing ever in um, just my school years. And that's, <laughs> I remember that, but not that. <laughs> Mine was always, that'll do, donkey. But, that yeah. Oh, so but like good. the whole is back of we everyone would just do it all the time, just the whole entire scene, and we know <laughs> exactly how it's said. Uh, oh goodness! Really but just great, and again, just like one little scene, and then later on you see him at the very end of the movie with like crutches, you know, when he's singing, which is kind of sad. But I think when you see him again later in future, he's, I think he's all good. I think he's one piece again, which is bizarre. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, again, he becomes a giant. Oh, do they make? No, they, they make, they a, make giant. a new one. Yeah. But he's the Muffin there. Man makes a giant. Yeah, but then it? he's got the little. He's got the little gingerbread man on, yeah. on his shoulder. But I can't remember if he's always missing a leg. Because he, he smashes the leg. Oh. Fuck wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, just like great little one character moment. Oh, yeah, in, just... the, in the trailer, I, I think so. I haven't watched it in preparation for this. But when he says, you're a monster in the trailer, that's when he spits at him. <laughs> but he, he spits at him in a, a slightly separate moment in the movie. Right, out of context. Yeah. 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 Um, you're a monster <laughs> we, we also got Christopher Knight is voicing Thelonious he's like hey, what What would you describe this character as like what What, what are they, they called like Th- he's like one of the like the guards, the guards with the like dumb the... executioner kind of guy yeah well, he's got like executioner mm. gear on oh, yeah. yeah but do you know what one of the funny slides of the movie is like pick three my lord and he's holding up two fingers two fingers yeah, yeah. pick three my lord Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, they're all they're all fantastic. Yeah, the Magic Mirror played by Chris Miller, who Chris Miller was a was a writer. Oh, he's I think. like he's yeah. doing like a you know like we mentioned Far Far Away Idol earlier. It's like he's playing he's <laughs> doing a Ryan C Seacrest. Is that his name? The, the host of American Idol. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, like he's that. doing that. He's a perfect game show host, which is which is yeah. really cool. I love it though. I you know what? I've, the amount of times I've seen this movie, but for some reason it really stood out to me watching it for this last time to prep for this. But when he he says. I should tell you about the... <laughs> Mark was like, no, no, nope. I don't care. And, and it's like, it, for some reason, it stood out to me this time. I was just like, that's so hilarious. It would have fixed the whole thing. The Do you whole know what, thing. Yeah, that's it. The whole, so, whole movie. It was one sentence away. Do you know what I noticed this with the with the magic mirror? And I, I've never... Either it just went over my head or I just never really listened to it properly. But when he's going through like the different... The different princesses, you know, like... Uh, oh, princess yeah. Number one. He says princess number two. He's always referring to Snow White. And, yeah. and he's like... Um, I think I uh, bear in mind because even though she lives with she lives with seven, seven other men, men she's don't n- think she's easy. Yeah, she's not easy. She's not easy. And I guess I always thought he was saying he meant like you know she's not easy to deal with or easy. Yeah. But it's like he legit says she's not easy. Well, I want to point I'm out like, quick, quick, wow. quickly now. This movie is like it's full of adult jokes that are actually not just you know Finding Nemo kind of thing where there's a like slightly a little bit of nuance or something. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, she's not easy. As if she's not a freaking hussy or whatever you want to, oh, whatever mean, derogatory term you want to bloody find for something. I mean, this is a, this is a perfect way to lead into Dulock because you know when they get there, they're they're looking at this giant tower that that, yep. that um you know Farquaad you know resides in, mm. and then the main joke is you know is he compensating, is he overcompensating for something, and it's like. Mm. They're implying that he has a small dick. Yeah. Let's just say what it, you and know. They, like... And they say it twice throughout the, the movie. They also say <laughs> yeah, they bring it up again. To, um, Shrek thinks he's uh, compensating for something. Yeah, absolutely. They also say things like uh, Robin Hood likes to get paid, but 
they pause and they say laid during the uh, we're we're about to talk about may as well say it the Duloc, the uh, the oh. welcome to Duloc. Thing, yeah, the, yeah, the, the the little the, the song, the kind of it's a small world, like like the the Disney, like yeah, the um it's yeah. Please keep up off, off the ground. Or wipe your face. face wipe your wipe your. Fa- oh no! Yeah, what yeah. did I say? Like keep it, off the grass. Um, shine your shoes. Yeah. Wipe your oh, face. face. Yeah, yeah. So all these little things. Um, somebody says maybe it's a perk when you're meant to be when Fiona's asleep and he's meant to kiss her. Oh, so, yeah. Like I, was, I was kind it's of like, like oh, yeah. my... Well, no, yeah, no, like, love's first kiss or whatever it is. And yeah, it's, it's like, maybe oh, it's I a perk. And I was like... It's like, there was nothing about having to kiss you in the job description. I was like, maybe it's a perk. It's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, my, like, one half of me is just like, I'm so happy that that's in this movie and we can make that joke and have yeah. fun with it. And then the other half is like, oh, oh, yeah, could you do that anymore? Probably not. I mean, I'm glad they did, but also I'm, I'm also conscious of the way some people are like, well, maybe you shouldn't, and... Well, I, re- I respect that, but it's like, you know, know. remember when we did um, Police Academy, it's like the, half that movie is yeah, like, for sure. you never see that on a, in the cinema again, but I mean, ever, ever, Again, ever. like, that's, you know, with Police Academy, like, that is a, you know, American R-rated movie with us, you know, the more, was it MMA or something like that, but, oh, God, no. uh, like, this is a PG movie, this isn't, this is... A kids movie for all ages. Like this is a family yeah, film, definitely. so when they've got stuff. But I mean, again, it's like I wasn't scarred as a kid. I didn't grow up <laughs> to be too much of an asshole. You know, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I respect only, women. Only slightly. <laughs> it's like no damage was done, so it's it's all good. Oh, and I'm... a lot of the jokes, you know, I either went over that in my head or I just didn't pick up on them. They just, I mean, obviously, like the what the like the dick joke is. So in your face. face, you cannot. I felt weird there. saying that just then. Like the, the dick joke is in your face. <laughs> but I mean, like the thing with like the mirror talking about, you know, it's no white not being easy. It's like, oh wow, like that's that was new to me. I was like, yeah, was that, 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 that one was a little bit more uh, prominent on this viewing <laughs> as well. So yeah, definitely plenty of adult humor in there as well. With um, it. Yeah, but look, once we get the once we get like we get to do lock, and it's all very like. Uh, very, very dry, very empty. Very, there's no personality to it except for like that booth with the song with the yeah, it's a small world after all kind of uh, spoof there. Um, we get the tournament, we get a big fight scene, which is cool. Lots of action sort of happening. We get, you know, that's that's not very nice. It's just a donkey. Like that's that's funny. <laughs> um, great line with Shrek. You know, like can't we just settle this over a, a pint, pint and, and then boom. blast oh, yeah. the the barrel of beer and you know, kickstart yeah. this whole thing. That and then be... you get like the whole, uh, you know, WWE bloody homage oh, yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. great. All the audience members and like the, the women are just screaming. Yeah, it's like, like so with the chair! Yeah, with the chair! The chair! It's great. It's a great little scene. And then obviously it sets up the whole plot of the movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, Shrek and Donkey end up going on their little quest. Yeah. Well, fairly big quest. I mean, simple task. Life. Life changing quest. Life changing quest. All of that. But, I mean, Let's talk about Donkey then. Here we go. We've got Donkey. <laughs> He's hilarious. I mean, all right. So voiced by Eddie Murphy. Um, in, in, if I'm going to be honest, hand on heart, Eddie Murphy's prime. Definitely Eddie Murphy's prime. I mean, prime. did Eddie Murphy not say that this... I mean, he's probably taking the piss, but it's just not like one of his best... He, he said it's one, well, of, his it's one of his best roles. I would agree. I mean, it's got to be up there. I mean, he's done a I lot think of he great did, stuff. I think he did so. some good stuff earlier than this, but he... Yeah... This might have been peak Eddie Murphy, maybe. 
for a lot of people though, like this is this was probably their first exposure to Eddie Murphy, really. You know, yeah. like, depending on their age, you know, like, maybe they'd watch The Nutty Professor, or maybe they'd well, watch. I, I kind of think like the time that he would have uh, re-recorded his his um, dialogue and all that stuff, it would have been about the time like he was living on the high of his his R-rated like stand-up comedy and stuff like that. So this was a very much a different <laughs> side, and this is when he started to move into some of those more um, <laughs> raw and delirious and family-friendly. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's how his his life went. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, but, <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, he the, he the 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 donkey character is. I mean, as far this I think he is the epitome yeah. of the the comedic relief sidekick character. Um, just nailed, just perfectly done. Absolutely. Um, not a character there for no reason. He's there. He has a purpose. He is. Yeah, to woo a dragon. Him and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a whole other conversation. And uh, <laughs> holy crap. Um, but him and, and and Shrek, you know, they're on equal ground there. I mean, they're they're two. They're an unlikely pair, an unlikely fit. But yep. again, it really works. You've you've got the you know, you know the. The, the the annoying talking donkey that doesn't shut up against his character who just hates the company of anyone and just yeah. wants peace and quiet and but, they're thrown together and, and the, the banter is brilliant it's organic yeah the when they start to just because obviously really Shrek is a you know he is a nice guy and he likes to con- he does like to converse with people even though he won't admit it and it's like when he gets talking with donkey it's 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 really nice. They become they really become mates on screen. Yeah, they really they really do. Which is also, you know, just a point back like bring back to what I was saying earlier. The fact they didn't record their dialogue together just absolutely astounded. That me. actually blows my mind. because like, yeah. I you could swear a lot of the the, the scenes are like ad libbed. Yeah, which can work in animation. Like they yeah. can still do ad lib stuff and then they just animate to, to fit mm. that stuff. But yeah, a lot of it's it feels so organic, just the two of them. Yeah. You'd got to say, maybe they went back and re-recorded some things, knowing what the other... I don't know. Yeah, like I, It's it's crazy, but it works so well. Um, a little fact here, though. Donkey, the, the character is actually modelled after um, Pericules, a real miniature donkey from Baron <laughs> Park in Palo Alto in California. So just a fun little fact there, the origins of Donkey's character. I wanted to point out a couple of things about Donkey as well. Um, one, it, actually, I this was one of the first times in my entire life of viewing Shrek that I noticed that he was so miniature. I don't know why. I, 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 just, I guess because it's like you don't know. I don't see donkeys. So it's because Shrek... I'm not saying that I believe that donkeys are his small, and I, like that small, yeah. but I was just saying I didn't really... It wasn't a character thing to me. It was just a, it's a tiny donkey. I guess because Shrek isn't the standard court sort of, uh, you know, to scale kind of being. So mm. I guess, and then with donkey next when you're just like oh well of course he's yeah. small because Shrek's really big but then you don't really think about it when you get well, so Fiona I, is yeah. a human character and yeah. uh, I guess of an average height maybe a little bit taller for a female mm. who knows but yeah I guess when you you never really think about it her standing next to donkey it's like he's really tiny yeah it's like a dog it's crazy he's like a dog um, he also so he's <laughs> owner he? is it the owner I can't I don't even know if they some, say some oh it's like some but granny <laughs> if, if we didn't have that interaction of him almost being sold just after Pinocchio kind of thing. Yeah. If we didn't do that, I think we may have hate not really liked the character because of how much he talks, but she clearly states it right there. He does not stop talking <laughs> like pretty, pretty much. I don't know the specific quote, but it's... I felt like you, you already have an appreciation, even though he's pretending not to talk. You were there before he starts because yeah. he doesn't stop. Once he starts, he doesn't stop. 
and it's full on. Well, even Shrek says, doesn't he? He says it's 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 getting him to shut up. That's the trick. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but it, oh, it's so brilliant. Oh, by the way, I need to just correct myself for the record. Um, Eddie Murphy, he this wasn't his first non like kind of serious role. He had done Nutty Professor before. I, f- I figured that was before this, and like, then he'd surely. done he'd done Milan, but ultimately he'd started moving in its direction over those couple of years. That's a really good point. He yeah. was Mushu in Milan, so yeah. like well rehearsed in, I guess, in, in animation. You know, going yeah. to this, and also again, that's a that's a classic character. I mean, Mushu is he's a brown character. Is he's the donkey of Milan. Broke, <laughs> if, if I'm being honest, yeah. it, it broke, broke my wife Laura's heart that he wasn't in the new Milan. Like, oh, miss, yeah, just poor oh, decision, God. just very silly. Even if even if it was wasn't a, I mean, I know we're definitely getting sidetracked here, but even if it wasn't, like we the never same, do this. You know, if they wanted a more realistic tone, make Mushu like, mm. you know, like a, a spiritual sort of thing like a just a, a being or something that Milan can reflect on a or, dream or, a, in a dream just like oh, I see a dragon in my dream and it's like this red dra- oh my god it could have been epic could have been cool but no Mushu but nothing zero Mushu oh dishonour on that movie Dis- oh my gosh <laughs> and your and your cow so Princess Fiona Princess Fiona uh, well she lived in a big castle she does. That's the whole thing. It's guarded by a dragon. She's indeed. Um, you know, as yeah, as we heard at the beginning of this movie, you know, like she's the princess trapped in the highest room in the tallest the tower. tower. Is that right? That's yeah. It. Yep. So that's her whole deal. There's a uh, a secret curse which we'll learn a little bit about, and uh, we'll talk about it in a sec. But Cameron Diaz is the voice behind uh, Princess Fiona. Uh, and you know, my, uh, she uh, fine, perfectly fine. It's fine. I do have to say, right? I think she was cast as a kind of more of an attraction to the movie, not necessarily. Oh, like like the name, like Cameron Diaz. Yeah. So I think you know, I think she. I mean, she's fine. She's in. in it's she, great. It's but, great. But the star power, they wanted to slap her name on the poster. Yes. Uh, but you know, I she really good. Like. She does have a very pleasant voice. I mean, yeah. what other compliment can we can we give her there? Well, I mean, yeah. Um, there isn't. I mean, the scenes that we have with her, especially when uh, you, you know we are talking about like like the curse and mm-hmm. uh, you know like her feelings about the way she looks and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, they're nice moments, and it's performed pretty well. It's there's nothing there that's sort of like over the top like very uh, you know very dramatic level acting sort of performance but they're, they're very nice scenes she does perfectly fine in them um, they're so, still very sweet moments to me I even though we're considering her a lead and she's a, a main character and she's she's the only female lead um, this character it, this, sorry this movie is it's a Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy yeah job. well I guess it's because we don't see her for almost half the movie, like we yeah. really don't don't get it get to her until late in the game. She's she's more prominent in the in number two, I think, and I think yeah, that's I think it might be like lessons learned, and now we know the character and a little bit stuff like that. But yeah, to me, she's she's a a plot point. She's a plot mechanism for this. I mean, I, the portrayal is it's completely fine, but I don't think she's given enough to really show any real range. It's where like whereas Mike Myers gets to show a little bit more range. She. No, she shows I mean, a little bit. There's I'm definitely you're right. There's definitely a lot more happening with with Shrek and Donkey, 100. Yeah. percent Um, and I guess that is because we are getting to her so late uh, in the film. However, yeah. On that though, I think they do really well with the character in mm. the time that we do have. Um, yeah. Like, 
I mean, the the relationship with Shrek, mm. um, and bear in mind, like, what is this like a an almost ninety minute movie? So it's yeah. already on the on the smaller end of, of thing. You know, it, it's yeah. perfectly fine for an anima- animated movie, but mm. the fact that we get her introduction, and especially her introduction with with Shrek, like them two as a pair, yeah, is. We're so far into the movie when we get that. Mm. The time that we spend with them sort of going forward, I feel like there's a lot of development, there's a lot of establishment. And to be honest, I kind of buy, you know, even, I mean, we get a lot of it through montage, but I really buy that they're the chemistry that sort of comes between the two of them. So I think, you know what, I think they, I think they perfectly serviceable, perfectly well delivered character and romantic development. In a very short amount of time, I think it, mm. I think they pull it off. Oh, I think they do. Like it is breakneck speed, you know, getting up to speed speed with her because she is introduced so late, and you know that montage yeah. and stuff does help, of course. But like you know, as they're building their relationship with the you know the frog and snake balloons and all that stuff, like yeah. but there's still like there's still so much time that they have with them as you know like button heads and not getting on and you know like yeah. having that clash, but then also so much. It feels at least like so much time spent with them sort of being flirtatious and then suddenly Bonding like realizing and, yeah. that there's more to there's more to each of them that they yeah. that they thought well, from the, the thing, start. You do. And it really well, does... she, she's a, she's an onion herself, right? So you see, yeah, she's and, an onion and, herself. And and it's, I feel like it's quite if you're looking at Shrek and then you're looking at Fiona, Fiona is actually more unveiled, very similar to an onion where you've got a princess and she starts off as a princess. And then all of a sudden she's a martial arts wizard, and then all of a sudden she <laughs> she is more than willing to blow up a snake and turn it into a a a what a poodle or whatever the heck those balloon animals yeah. are. You know what I mean? Like each scene just kind of unveils an extra layer of you know she first thing she does is burp, then she kicks some ass, and then she does like all this stuff. Yeah, it's like you're on a you're on a, like no, a, you're right, a you're freeway right. to develop like development with, with Shrek, who is you know like. The monster, the ogre, the thing to be feared, the, mm. the 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 character that's portray at least he's portraying even that he's that person that doesn't want to be with anyone else. He, he yeah. just hates the company of others. He just wants a nice quiet life. And it's like, but there's more to it. It's like, I mean, the fact that he, you know, he has a kitchen table, like he has mm. a dining table. He uses candles, you know, like he does like a sit down. Yeah. He's not a monster. He's civilized. Yeah, he bathes, you know, in mud. Mind you, but he still he bathes. He, he's got a routine. Like he, he has yeah. a routine. He's 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 a real living creature with feelings. Mm. Um, and you know the you know like Lord Farquhar would say like oh the ogre has it's not like he has feelings and mm. it's like the ogre's in love with the princess like it's a it's like such a shocking thing. Yeah, his development with Donkey and then Princess Fiona. It's like there's yeah. so much there to him, and Fiona's just the same. But like slowly instead of being this proper princess with mm. all the etiquette and like you know what you would expect and, and, and Shrek says that he's like you're, you're not what I expected yeah. um, and it's sort of like well, yeah, well you know, she... throws that in his face it's like well you know you shouldn't judge you should of all people you should know mm. um, what that's like is that yeah you're right like she burps she's mm. she's eaten you know like she's eating Rat. rats she's yeah. she's it's crazy she's she's catching flies she's kicking ass She's killing birds by singing and then yeah. cook, cooking the offspring, basically. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's 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 it. Um, but of course, we've got the. Uh, I mean, what it all comes down to is the. Mm-hmm. Again, like I feel like there is so much to it, like their conflict and then and them sort of kind of falling for each other, 
but then also the element of like the curse yeah. and stuff that comes with it. So, you know, it's eventually revealed, you know, because we keep getting hints of why she, she really doesn't want to be, you know, in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. She's got to be tucked away before the sun goes down. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, when the sun goes down, she turns into an ogre. Hmm. Coincidence? <laughs> it's, what does Donkey say? You know, it's like, well, Shrek's an ogre and you're kind of an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've kind of got a bit in common or something like that. Um, yeah. That so I have to admit when the uh, the curse was revealed, not the the fact that she turned into an ogre, but at the the climax, which we're going to talk about that in a second, that was to me fundamentally shocking when I watched that for the first time. As in, I did not see it coming. Well, the fact that she wasn't like she turns into an ogre, or that, yeah, so that that entire process of turning into an ogre regularly, I yeah. didn't quite understand. I didn't expect that coming, and then the conclusion I also didn't expect. Either. <laughs> nice, two, yeah. two things where I was like. Oh, and by the way, for correction, I was not 19, I was 15 for this. I'm not that bloody old. But <laughs> even as a 15-year-old, I, was, see, again, I should have seen it coming. If my I math was better, I would have, I would have um, yeah, pointed well. that out. But obviously, clearly not, as we've established. Um, but, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, like she refers to her ogre self as, you know, like, that's her ugly form. That's... Yeah. It's weird. I'm like... And I know this is going to be a really weird thing that I say next, but prepare yourself. <laughs> but it's like... You know, for again, for an animated character as the as the ogre version of Fiona, I'm like, it's she's still a cute kind of like attractive character. I know yeah. a very weird thing to say, like she's this green blob monster, but it's like <laughs> the way they've designed her, it's like nah, she's curvy, she's, she's fine, too, yeah, she's got curves, she's, she's like, great. Hey, she happens to be green, but it's like, do you know what? She's she's cute, and I guess you know we've got Karen Diaz's very soothing, yeah. very appealing voice. It all adds to it. It's all very nice. Yeah. Um. I'd say that's what's it's kind of funny though because it's like it's like she's not ugly <laughs> you also also she's revealed as being an ogre in the evenings but you know the, her behaviour as a princess when she's in a human form <laughs> yeah. is it's an they're ogre traits they're just that's who she is and so it's kind but of like a harmonious thing of coming together going no no you're, I guess this the, is who you are you're actually quite a lovely beautiful person the thing so. is it's like it's it's mm. it's really they're not ogre traits they're just human traits. Eating rats and... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, just birth. Like, there are humans that exist that we we all do all those. Not eating rats. I guess that's a bad example. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just... Hum- like, Shrek is more human because he does those things and yeah. not because he doesn't. Like, and, and, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing. And that's the same thing with Fiona. She is more human not because she burps and, you know... She's got some cool fight moves and you know all that kind of stuff. Like she's more human because of those things. I don't know the fight ones. <laughs> Again, I feel like I keep contradicting myself, but you know what I mean. Let's like yeah, I got you. She has more human stuff with her because she. Is... Well, she's more relatable. Yeah, because she's real. Minus like... the Matrix stuff, but Minus... she's more relatable. <laughs> Which was, by the way, because that was in the trailers, if you remember from back in the day. Yeah, that was like such a standout moment. That that Matrix moment, by the way, that was filmed. Um, before not filmed, but it was kind of put into play before yeah. the release of the movie Matrix. But it was the the sheer amount of time it took to develop this bloody movie. It, they had enough time to kind of fit that in. They could just separately, put it. like yeah, yeah. Let's put a new up to date. Yeah, and, and so that, that's really what I mean is like this movie took that long to produce that they kind of put it all together, that kind of stuff. And then the Matrix kind of was kind of happening and released, and then they had time to retrospectively add that scene <laughs> and and add it to it, so it still made sense and it was topical at the time. And they used it for all the marketing. 
as should well. Should we should we talk about cultural references? Do you want to talk about the true love's kiss? We should. Okay, we quickly are, just to finalise that because I, I danced that, around it quickly. Yeah, but ultimately, you were trying to lead into that, and then I kind of saw a segue opportunity. So yeah, how dare you? That's all right. We can. How that's fine. That's fine. dare you? So guess what? <laughs> she kisses an ogre. She is an ogre. That's what it is. Well, I mean, the lead up is. Is you know like once she gets true love's first kiss, she'll she'll take her form, true love's form, which we're all thinking, oh, whoever she ends up kissing, she'll be a human. Even if we're we're catching on to the fact that oh, her true love might be Shrek, I guess in our minds, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like we're all yeah. thinking, you know, she's meant the, to the curse is the her curse turning is into the an ogre, and but... she will yeah she will be, be be human again. And as it turns out, it's like true love's form is the ogre side. She's an ogre. She she says at the you know kind of at her introduction point is that she can't oh no not introduction but when it's revealed what happens she can't remember when it happened so quite clearly she must have been an ogre or something along those lines something happened I don't know no I mean in the second oh no not no because really, the second human. movie they say she's got human parents she's a human yeah, yeah. But, yeah but true love is Shrek she takes yeah, true love's form that's right. and then that's and that happens to be Shrek it's all very but it is so ambiguous in this moment where you're like well okay is she human is she an but ogre? you know what's it's, going on it's you know such such nice, you know, dialogue when when mm. you know, she, you know, it's all happening. But it's like she's still an ogre, and she's like, she's like, I'm hideous. Or yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, I'm hideous. I'm ugly. Or whatever she says, and it's like, oh, how can you love me? I'm I'm not beautiful. And Trek says, you know, like you are beautiful. And it is in the in the true Mike Myers Scottish accent. Mm. Uh, it's just like, oh, yeah, nice right feels. Yeah, it's really good. Take take that. Oh, so good. This is good. Yeah, you get, get yeah you get a little bit of a, oh. a little bit of tear in the eye, a little little bit of a little <laughs> choke on a little bit. Yeah, love it. It's good stuff. Let's talk about cultural references now. All now right. that we've finally got that out of the way, what I might do whilst we were just talking about you know that last that last moment, mm. uh, it's one we should point out is the the transformation scene that we are talking about. I mean, straight away, Beauty and the Beast. It's 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 a it's mm. the beast. Transformation when he turns into a human at the end of the yeah, movie. That's, right. that's that moment. Yep. Um, but other, what else have we got? We've got um, you know Donkey yelling, "I can fly!" And then like the other the other you know, whoever sort of was around him, he can fly, he can fly. I mean that's obviously the the Peter Pan Correct, yeah. thing with uh, Tinkerbell's sort of magic stuff. Um, <laughs> you might have seen a house fly, you might have seen a super fly, but I bet you ain't never seen a donkey fly from Dumbo. Dumbo. So heaps of heaps of Disney stuff. Yeah, um, Fiona singing to the bluebird. Yes, quite literally, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I mean, and this is the thing: elements of this, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they are in this movie. Like, there's literally Snow but, White and the Seven. But Dwarfs there's also, this. you know, they're also kind of honouring it. Slash, there's a joke of the also, of like the Disney tropes and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But yeah. there's there's other stuff that's not so much Disney. We've got. <laughs> I mean, you've said it a couple of times that will do donkey. One of that my favourite things. That will do donkey. Babe. That will do pig. Mm-hmm. That will do. Yep. Um, there's a very subtle, um, you know, we, we did, we name dropped the nutty professor yep. in this. When Donkey's um, walking up the stairs in the castle and, he, you know, he's, he's, he's basically shitting his pants um, and he's like, I am the stairmaster. The nutty professor. I don't actually remember the reference. So. The nutty. I've seen the nutty professor, but I don't remember the. Nutty professor. Not some of Murphy's best work, but. Still. But Eddie Murphy is the nutty professor. He's donkey. He says the same line. 
It's amazing. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm making too much of a big deal about it. You already, you already mentioned Fiona uh, versus the Merry Men um, in the Matrix yep. style thing. And we, we haven't mentioned um, Monsieur Hood yet, but a, a French a French mm. Robin Hood. Yes. A little bit seedy. Super seedy. Super seedy. <laughs> and also one of those, uh, I, I think I did mention it before, but you know, one of those adult lines is where you know they're singing their song or whatever it is and it says he really likes to get pause paid but it's <laughs> they're quite literally trying to say laid oh, but they just it. don't do it oh. we see we see um, gingerbread man again like, again like I said earlier at the end and he's got his crutches um, <laughs> yeah. pretty uh, much you know in old fashioned and again look he's Tiny Tim. Gingerbread Man. What's that, like a Christmas treat? Yes, Tiny yeah. Tim. It all comes together. So Tiny Tim has a crutch as well. Yeah, of course. It. From A Christmas Carol, he says, God bless us, everyone. Oh, my God. I realise he kind of sounds like Mr. Hankey. <laughs> or do I sound like Mr. Hankey? Well, I yeah. Know. I mean, you both do, to be honest. Oh, I'm being, If I'm being honest. Um, so you got the Magic Mirror, the three princesses, kind of like a dating game, which is... yeah. You know, in this next door, in this, like, yeah. Oh, I can't, I cannot unsee, unhear the whole she's not easy line. I can't. <laughs> but she's not easy. Oh, I can't do it. Um, and then you got the Dulux <laughs> Singing Puppets, which it's a small world kind of musical ride at Disneyland. Have you ever been at Disneyland before? No, I have not been to Disneyland, Rob. Thanks for asking. I have. Making me I went admit to... that I haven't and reliving the fact that I haven't and <laughs> in the state of the world. Who knows when, when I can. Never ever. You do have a little boy who one day will enjoy it though, so you Maybe can have that same look, experience. Let's get this I, pandemic under control. Let us travel again. Let me make money again and be financially stable. So I've been I'm to obviously Disneyland going before. through some stuff. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. You've been over there. I have. Yes. Yeah, so I went, I went in, uh, in Tokyo. I went Disney World. Or Disneyland, was it whatever? Whatever the heck that one's called. Was it? Oh, in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't count. No, it's still a, cool. It's still cool. I'm just bitter. It doesn't count. It's not America, yeah, but <laughs> it's not um, America. But yeah, was it, was I've it seen the... I've seen firsthand the small world. It's a small world. Oh, was, was it one of the happiest places on earth? No, not really. Maybe the San Diego one, or Florida. Which one's which? World land doesn't matter. They're all identical. No, they can't be. Yeah, they are. No. Trust me. You would oh. go on one ride. It's the same everywhere. <laughs> they don't change it up. Um, but oh, yeah. no, so yeah, the uh, the Julog singing puppets, which are kind of funny. You know what the funniest thing about that is, and and the lovely wife pointed it out, is is Donkey's reaction and how excited he is when he's watching it, and then he's like, "Let's watch it again." Well, it's <laughs> the funny, tri- like the trick's like, "No, let's get." There's let's that play. photo, and then like for like a split second, they're standing there and making this face, just like, "What the? F- <laughs> did we just? What? What is this? Like, we're disgusted." Mm. But then Donkey just like breaks. He's just like, "That was great. Let's do it again." Yeah. It's like, "No, Donkey." No, he's, no. Oh, he's so funny. No, he's so. But funny. look, this movie is full of, um, you know, at the very top, we were saying how this sort of started that trend of putting pop culture references mm. in these family animated movies, whereas, you know, it wasn't really the thing to do. I mean, you have something like, say, like Aladdin, like Disney's Aladdin, where mm. it's like, you know, with with Robin Williams's character, you know, the genie, you could intersect, you know, sort of pop culture that way, mm. but it was sort of because of. I guess like an element of the movie because of this character because of what it is mm. but when it came to the straightforward story it wasn't a part of that world whereas this like Shrek really was this is a parody movie it's satire I know and it can get into all of those things and references oh, and... it's so good and yeah it pioneered the new uh, a way of yeah really just tongue in cheek 
Taking the Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking the Mickey. <laughs> yeah, many do that. Interestingly, a little bit of trivia before uh, we wrap up this little part is um, now before the movie was released, uh, DreamWorks lawyers they were actually they had to watch it just to make sure that they weren't going to get sued over the Disney stuff for the satirical references um, in regards to films and rights and theme parks <laughs> and stuff. So isn't that? And yeah, no, I mean, had to, I mean, they did have to check when sure they were covering against, their asses. When you're going up against Disney, you you gotta you gotta be careful. But I guess a lot of the characters that they really are sort of, um, I guess, sending up or including this, you know, they're public domain characters. Yeah. Snow White, Pinocchio, um, and Robin Hood is also public Robin Hood, of course. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. so, it's not like they were like, oh look. There's Mickey Mouse, or like yeah, yeah. You know, there's what's something a bit more really Disney. Uh, you like, think you've, there's anything else more Disney I mean, than Mickey Mouse? No, but I just mean you know, like some other sort of something. That obviously, Mickey Mouse is like the go-to. Yeah, I'm looking for inspiration. Let me stand up for a second. The entire room is full of it. Like, let's say, well, Alice in Wonderland is one of them. Simba, like <laughs> it's. Oh, no, Alice in Wonderland isn't one. Yeah, Bambi. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't see yeah, Buzz Simba, and, you yeah, don't see Buzz and Woody. Aladdin, you don't yeah. see well, they could probably get away with Aladdin. But not really. No, it's all about licenses and I the no, Aladdin is is it's not pub. Is it? Yeah, cuz um You're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got me there. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was more about the Arabian that, Nights that and stuff like that. Yeah, Aladdin for sure. Yeah. yeah. Aladdin and the Magic Lamp, it's all it's all there. So that was interesting. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> but no, I mean, fundamentally, yeah, like we said, just to recap on that, this movie it kind of pioneered the way for parodies and things like that. And I think, thank goodness it did, because the kind of, you know, the jokes and the, the tongue in cheek stuff, not only in this movie, but beyond this, you know, where the world is a better place it's for a, a better, bit of, for a bit of, bit of Mickey being, being, you know, a bit of. <laughs> the world is a better place because of, because we have Shrek. Oh, I, think we... so. <laughs> I think so. I really do. But I mean, uh, it's, it's, you know, when it comes to things like parody and satire and then those kind of spoof movies, it's like, it, it, this movie isn't just like, it's just full of like satire and spoof. It's it's still its own story with a, yeah, it's, it's a genuine story with a genuine heart and like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's its own thing with its own identity. Hmm. Um, and for the most part, I mean, it, it's, char- its main characters are original. And when I say original, obviously... There's that book, I, I know, but I mean, for the purposes of when I'm talking satire, these are original characters. It's not mm. Snow White isn't the lead, you know, like the the three little pigs aren't the lead, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Pinocchio's not the lead. Yeah. If anything, they're kind of made fun of every single one of them who you'd expect <laughs> to have more. And that changes, obviously, as the series kind of progresses as well. Yeah. So. All right. Well, look, I reckon we've kind of really capped, we've got recapped, capped, whatever, explained. As much as we can about this. We have rewound and reviewed. That's what we did. <laughs> and we would usually, at this point, uh, we, we, we would break for a little bit of a, a quiz um, between the two of us uh, before we do our reviews. And so what we're going to do tonight uh, is, or today, depending on what time you listen to this, is uh, we're going to do our 10 questions. Um, 10 questions in approximately 60 seconds. Right. So... We've decided to do away with the timer. We're like, why limit ourselves to 60 seconds? We're still going to have rapid-fire questions and expect an answer <laughs> in a timely manner, but we feel like, look, we're going to the effort of writing questions. We're going to yeah. ask them. Um, yeah. And it just saves us having to have someone time us, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, 
10 questions in don't roughly look, 60 seconds. Don't you be looking at my 60. screen, mate. Oh, sorry, you got questions there. My bad, my bad. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I swear. Indeed. No, but so this is this is going to be 10 seconds in, in, in roughly 60 seconds. I don't know what you just said questions. I'm pretty sure it was wrong. I'll start it again. So this is going to be our quiz where it's 10 questions in approximately 60 seconds. We won't be timing it tonight, but I will definitely be asking Jason all of these questions and putting him to task. Jason, are you ready? I mean, sure. I feel like pressure's a little bit off, but sure. Well, it depends on how fast I talk, isn't it? Really? Okay, I guess. All right. In three, two, one. Question one. What does Shrek use for toothpaste in the opening credits? Uh, mud. Incorrect. Damn it. It does not. Hell. Question two. Damn it to hell. Uh, what does Shrek <laughs> eat for breakfast cereal? What's in his bowl? Uh, rats. Incorrect. Oh my oh god, my what god. is happening? This is great. Question three. Which fairy tale creature is sold just before Donkey is is brought forward? Oh my god. Pinocchio. Correct. Oh, yes, yep. he is. <laughs> uh, for five shillings too. Um, so, <laughs> I'll give you five shillings. Uh, question four. Other <laughs> than onions, name the other things that have layers, or at least one of them. Cake. Parfaits. Everybody loves parfaits. Question five. What does Fiona cook at the campsite? Uh, eggs. Yep. Absolutely. Robin's eggs. Um, well, I think it's a Robin that dies. Uh, Blue Jay? What, <laughs> Blue Jay <sorry>. eggs? <laughs> what movie does Fiona's Merry Men fight? Uh, what movie does Fiona's, the Fiona's Merry Men fight kind of pay homage to? I mean, whilst you were asking that question yeah. and struggling through that, I mean, The Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> the Matrix. Uh, uh, what does Shrek and Fiona use for balloons? Um, a snake and a frog. Correct. What colour flower does Donkey need to find? Blue flower, red thorns. Yeah, well done. It would be so much easier if I wasn't <laughs> colourblind. <laughs> Why is walking around a forest of Which of the three bears is skinned on the floor of Farquaad's... Uh, oh, Mama bear. Mama bear. And that's a, that's a yeah, blink and you miss it yeah. moment. So. Yeah, my wife pointed that out to me. And question 10, what is their, uh, their wedding carriage made from? Uh, a big onion, isn't it? It is a giant big oh. onion instead of a pumpkin. Do you know so what? I, you I was expecting, like in my mind, and I was just like, I know Rob's gonna ask me, like, what do they, what meal do Shrek and Fiona share? And I was just like, I was like, weed rat stew, weed rat stew. He's gonna ask me that question, weed rat stew. I was gonna do the, uh, gonna do the rat <laughs> question, but uh, no, I, I did drop the eggs thing, so you would definitely pick that one up. <laughs> but uh, didn't you, the two that you missed was uh, what does Shrek use for toothpaste? He uses caterpillars. He squeezes a caterpillar. That is one hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, and what does Shrek eat for breakfast? Uh, cereal. Yeah. Eyeballs. It's a bowl full, it's a bowl full Yuck, of eyes. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's what he does. Gross. He also uses them for um like olives for his little martini. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't remember him having cereal. Like, oh, yeah. I mean it's in a bowl. I'm assuming it's cereal. Like it's <laughs> oh, in the morning. I was I too I was too engrossed in Smash Mouth, so I couldn't <laughs> So anyway, there you go. Um out of your out of your ten questions, you got eight. So congratulations. Yeah, oh, rough start there. Oh, yeah, you you were definitely freaking me out too. All right, well let's get back to it. That's a little bit of fun. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, it's time to do our rating. I could go first, but I would like you to. I mean, yeah, okay, cool, thanks. Um, I'm not gonna muck around here, and you know, maybe I'm being silly, but I'm going for it. Five out of five. Screw oh. it. Five out of five. Holy shit. <laughs> We we need a buzzer. We, bing. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Uh, fight like uh, this is my fights have been well reserved for things, but no, I think on on like a nostalgia level, yeah, you know, like and 
you know, when this came out and dearly beloved as a kid. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we can look at this 20 years later and I can still enjoy it, if not, you know what, if not enjoy it more now, I was having a blast watching this. Um, and yeah, it, it was a case of like, you know, you pretty, I pretty much knew every other line that was coming up. You know, every memorable, funny line, like, you know, quoting Donkey, <laughs> quoting Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um all sorts quoting the gingerbread man like it's oh it's so good there's just so many key moments that are just so much fun and yeah. the characters are great and you know what like yeah like high praise with introducing one of your main characters basically halfway through the movie and then still getting so much with them with with that character and and all the, the yeah. character interactions the you know the donkey and shrek shrek and fiona Donkey and Fiona, um, yeah. Lord Farquaad and everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really it, it's good. And and oh, do you know what? We we didn't even touch too much on on the dragon, probably because it's super duper weird. Mm. But maybe if we do Shrek two, we can really get into um, all of that and and donkey yeah. dragon babies. I yeah. heard there's a new movie coming out, so we'll never know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You could all you could request it. You know, we always love to have a request come through. So yeah, but look, no this. I mean, there's just there's so much, and a lot of the stuff, you know, although it was contemporary jokes and humor and references, mm-hmm. they just still they weren't locked in a time that made like you can make you, you reference the Matrix now still like it's not dated kind of thing and to our generation, um, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, but uh, I don't know, it's just really fun. The mm. jo- it's still funny. It's still funny. Or like, I can't even tell you how many times I've actually watched this movie, but you know, it's been a few years since I last watched it. Yeah. It's just still so funny, so good. Lots of heart, mm-hmm. like a good message, um, and yeah, it just flips the fairy tale genre on its ear, and that's yeah. fantastic. What about yourself? <laughs> oh, I mean, it was shit. Um, <laughs> no. You work for the Guardian, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny at the time, but that's because people enjoyed it, Jason. That's why. Oh. oh, another thing he said was it was it was like it was like I hate the fact that so many movies came following this, like trying to replicate what this movie did. That shows its, it's impact, like, you prick. What? <laughs> oh God! Tell them what you really. Oh. I would love to get the author of that, that journalist. No, 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 no. Okay, look, so for, just quickly to wrap up with my number of VHS tapes out of five, because I still stick to the rules, 61 episodes in. Oh, okay. you, never, you never do I anymore. Just said, I just said five out of five. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm on board. Five, five. This is a, to me, it's one of those ones. Uh, I think, I can't remember on top of my head, but I think like Incredibles was one of the ones as well. I cannot not enjoy this movie. One thing I would say is, you know, a couple of things we pointed out today, you know, around um, just cultural changes, all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I can. The thing is, though, this movie I don't feel does it doesn't doesn't lessen or cheapen it. it like for something like I think I pointed out with um, Police Academy, it does with some of the stuff there. It's like, no, really, that's not right. You can't. Yeah, so, whereas this stuff, I kind of feel it's like, no, it's more. This is it's just tongue in cheek. The entire movie is tongue in cheek. And I think I think it's just got a little bit of an edge, a little bit of an attitude that you can always appreciate a little bit more as you get older. Stuff that I didn't even notice when I was younger. Just stuff that it was completely over my head, even as a fifteen year old boy. I guess what it always comes down to when when you have like more risky sort of um or risque mm. sort of humour, 
it's like it's the approach to it it's like is it is the are the jokes trying to be nasty uh, are they trying to be distasteful yeah and yeah. then in this case it's like 100% not they're mm. just trying to be funny so <laughs> like, that's what it is my, an example I'd, I'd point out right so the comment around um, is it a perk of the, the job or whatever it is yeah. k- kissing Fiona to me I, I, I reflect on that personally and go wait don't be such a crass little bugger but I also look at that and go that's the two that's the two of them that's, and it's building their their relationship yeah, that's, that's these two like, let's let's be super Aussie about it but like he's got, we've got these two blokes and it's like, is that a perk of it? They're, they're, they're yeah. one quick little line having a joke about kissing a pretty girl because yeah. you know what who doesn't want to kiss a pretty girl it's a wonderful thing to do <laughs> Obviously, at the right time, should be, but sh- should be celebrated at all times. No, but, but more, like, it's, more a, what, it's a great what, thing to do. And when you can kiss a pretty girl, fantastic! Yeah. All the better to you. Like it's great. Yeah. So it's like it's two guys having a yarn. About, like, Would I say it with my mates? Probably not. Do I understand what the relationship that's going on with those two characters? Yes, I definitely do. And I look yeah. at it and I go, "That's a level of depth to development and and chemistry that I didn't quite pick up when I was younger." I see it now and go, oh, wow, that's a little bit more effort than I realised that they put into it. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. But I yeah, don't reflect. Doesn't reflect. It doesn't reflect it my just, take on it at all. But what it does reflect on is, but the 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 effort that was that was put together to kind of create these relationships, you know, between these characters. And like mm. we said, we said it a couple of times already tonight. They did not even film this or record it together. That's for really the most baffling. Part. Again, it's incredible it's... how. The, the chemistry of these characters works without actually being in the same room to each other with each other. Incredible. Anyway, five out of five because this movie do, does not age. <laughs> it is a movie that I will watch again and enjoy. And I laughed with my wife, and I had such a lovely experience watching this again. Cannot wait to watch it again. I will wait, obviously, because <laughs> there's so much other content to watch. So it's a five out of five, five VHS tapes, and that's Jason. That is our rewind to 2001 that is the movie Shrek that's it and I guess the last thing I can say to you is is like well go I know you've watched the second one but I mean just for the sake of it watch the second one again but go check out three and four like, oh no we'll check them out we'll do check it, them out do it I mean, they're not on Netflix which ruins me it annoys me so much they're not on Netflix are they on binge the first one was on binge watch on binge I think they're all on binge binge sponsor us or Netflix whatever someone just do it sponsors anyway sorry we hope you enjoyed this oh episode <laughs> on rewind and review i just feel like i talk about binge a lot on you know that films you so <laughs> you'll get you're getting the kickback for the for the podcast and i'm not getting anything and it really shits me binge, but yeah binge, binge. they don't sponsor me i don't get binge for free i pay for it i as do always, not believe you let yeah. me do this as always we'll remind you that any feedback either positive or negative <laughs> or any rewind requests can be sent to us via email at that films you podcast at gmail.com Absolutely. Um, or, alternatively, you can reach out to us on either That Film Stew or Rewind and Reviews Facebook pages. And, of course, like and follow these pages while you're there. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as it mm-hmm. does help others like yourself find the podcast. Yep. And you can find our entire catalogue of episodes at thatfilmstewpodcast.com. That is 61 episodes to date, Jason. Thank you. Someone's keeping count. That's that's all right. Yep, definitely. It's written at the top of the doc. <laughs> uh, but just to add to the sheer amount of episodes that we've got coming soon from <laughs> that film stew, um, a review of Spiral Correct. from the Book of Saw. Um, we've got Sounds Like Comics. They have a recent episode looking at 
Hellboy 2. Indeed. The, the Golden, the Golden Army. Army. Is that yep. what it's called? Yeah. And they've also got an episode coming up uh, with the, the new Netflix show, Jupiter's Legacy. Correct. Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter Legacy? Jupiter's? I'm going to say Jupiter's. It's owned Jupiter's. By, it's, makes sense. It's owned by Jupiter. Jupiter's Legacy. It's, <laughs> it's owned by Jupiter. <laughs> cool. Uh, um, but here, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to mm. tell you what's, uh, what's coming up next on that uh, on Rewind and Review. Sorry, I just had to remember what show I was on. <laughs> um, but we're going to give you a little bit of a... Just a little bit of a clue. Yeah. So here it is. So with that, <laughs> I mean, if you don't know what it is, you know what it is. Come on, let's let's not muck around. So we'll get that out to you very shortly. So Very looking- much looking forward to this. Very, very much. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of Rewind and Review. And we will see you on our next trip. That will do, Donkey. That will do, Donkey. That will do. That will do, Jason. That will do. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.